right, praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome back to our wonderful evening tonight. We hope and pray everybody's doing well out there in internet land on this wonderful Sunday evening here in New York City. It's raining, amen, but it's also raining in the spirit as well. We, we're grateful for a wonderful day today. And, and again, looking forward to what God is going to do this evening as well. I'd like to welcome each one to our broadcast. Come on in, come on in and share the videos, like the videos, uh, post it on your own page. Hit the thumbs up if you're over on YouTube side. If you have yet to subscribe, subscribe. We're well on our way. Again, as we continue to watch the channel grow and get bigger and better, again, to reach more people for Christ. And so uh, through your support, through your uh, viewership, it helps, it helps, it helps with the algorithms, various things. So we want to get as many on the broadcast this evening as possible. So come on out and share the word with somebody. Say, come on in, let's hear the word of God together as you share it out. And text it out. Just text it out to a bunch of friends. And so when you get the chance to hear the word of God this evening, truly, truly is a blessing. We thank God for each one on this wonderful day. Beginning of the year, new, a new month, new month. And God, I should say, closing out the year. The final quarter, as we call it this morning, the final quarter. And looking forward to what God's going to do in this final quarter, this harvest season that we're going into. Uh, the, the last few days of fall, uh, as we're into fall months and heading into eventually winter. Uh, but we want to close out 20. This year of 2022, with a bang, with a bang. I was kind of hesitant to say the year because you never know. Somebody can watch this video from from uh, uh, five years later from now, and uh, you hear the dates and various things, but that's all right. Again, you think about it, God is always, again, the same God. The Word is, is was, was written way back then, 2,000 years ago, even longer than that, maybe more than 2,000 years ago in the Old Testament, but it's still good, just as fresh as, as a reading. It's amazing how you read the Word of God and you read it and and begin to uh, uh, go over it and begin to digest it. Uh, it's just as fresh as it was when it was written, and it's just as applicable as it was when it was written in many cases. And so uh, we're thankful for the living word of God uh, this evening. We want to also uh, remind you again that uh, you're tied in office. Continue to support the work of the Lord here in New York City. Uh, the church, uh, we're located at 334 Ashford Street, uh, where we meet in person. And so uh, continue to support it, support it, and many do, many do, uh, that don't even uh, come. Some have never been to the church and still send over support. And we say thank you for those that do that. But again, the faithful, the faithful that are there, we encourage you to, to tithe and offering, uh, give unto the Lord. 10% as we mentioned belongs to God. And so as you do that unto the Lord, watch God bless you in a mighty way. So you can do that. Uh, perhaps it has on the screen there uh, to our, our ways to give. Uh, you can give through our text to give it, 347-229-9933. Uh, then that's our text to give there. Uh, how do I do it? You, you, you text give in the link, and it will send back uh, text to give with that to that number, and it will send back a link, and it will um, uh, sign you up for again text to give. You put your information there. Then going forward from that point, you will be able to you will be able to uh, uh, donate just simply putting in a dollar amount, and so it's just that simple. And other also through our website www myntcc.org forward slash Brooklyn NY. It's another way of giving. You go to donate or I may say support on the webpage there. And then also through our Facebook here, uh, you may see at the top of the page, shop now. Uh, it's the best as we can get to it, but it's not really shopping for anything, but you're, it's a way to link to donate, to donate to the web, uh, to the church service and to the uh, to the church itself. So continue. God loves a cheerful gift for the Bible tells us. And as you give us unto the Lord, he will richly bless you. We also have a few prayer requests before we get rolling here. A few prayer requests uh, from the Jones family. Uh, we, we continue to pray for them as, as uh, uh, Charlene and Betty's father is in the hospital. 
So we've known him for many years, and we pray that God will send healing to him. Amen. And most importantly, that he's saved and ready to meet God. And that's our prayer that, again, his relationship with God is most important, <clears throat> is in order. But we believe in God for healing. We believe God for a touch from God. And so our prayers are with him and uh, uh, so many others that are in need of requests. Uh, those that are in Florida, as we mentioned this morning, there are some families that are in need. Uh, there's some folks who have issues of various things. We know prayer works. Continue to pray for our city, pray for our country, pray for the work that no doubt God will have his way. Again, uh, and his divine purpose be done. And many women will come to know Jesus Christ as the Lord and the Savior today. Uh, be mindful again this week. This week, uh, I'm not sure how if we'll do a broadcast or a replay or something like that. But we're going to be away at conference this week. So there will not be an in-person in -person services this week until Sunday. Next Sunday, we'll be back in person. But we'll be away for a camp meeting uh, there. And so continue to watch the website, monitor the Facebook and uh, YouTube channel monitor those things and uh, you never know we may send out a broadcast anyhow and so uh, continue to stay tuned on, on the schedule but uh, as far as now there will not be in-person services all right no in-person services this week because we'll be out of town but we look forward to seeing you this sunday you can make it up this next sunday next sunday make make some time out to come and, and be with us all right let's get down to the word of god here the bible uh tells us here in john chapter four i'll, I'll bring the word from this day uh the word of God, and we're thankful it was an encounter that Jesus had with a woman, the Bible says, at the well. And so uh, I want to jump in. Uh, let's go down to verses uh, 18. 18. Uh, we'll read 418. The Bible says, For thou hast, let me, let me, I'm sorry, let's back up a little bit. Verse 15. The Bible says, Sir, the woman says unto him, Sir, give me this water. That I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. And Jesus answered her, uh, and he said, Go call thy husband and come hither. And the woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands. And he whom uh, thou hast now is not thine husband, in that thou sayest truly. And the woman said to her, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worship in the mountains, and yea, uh, ye, ye say that uh, in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. And Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, that the hour cometh when ye shall neither worship in the mountains nor in the Jeru or at Jerusalem. Excuse me. He says, Worship the Father. And ye worship, ye know not what? He says, we know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. And in verse 23, the hour coming now is when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him, to worship him. And, and, and a little bit here today, I, I want to come back to that. Uh, the Bible tells us here in verse 23, as I reread it, the Bible says, the hour cometh. He says, now is that when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship <coughs> him. And I'll come back to some more of this in a minute, but I want to give it a title this evening about God knows the heart. God knows and really sees the heart. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, this evening. Allow us to come back and worship and God praise you and God and bring forth your word this evening. 
Lord, I ask you, Lord, to move in a mighty way, God, upon our minds, our soul, God, as we break forth your word. God, and let the hearers and receivers of this word, God, receive it. And God, be moved by it. And God, be changed by it. God, be inspired by it. And Lord, be healed by it. God, be delivered by it. God, be saved by it. Lord, I just praise you accomplished your will. Whatever the case may be and whatever circumstance you see and you know. God, we pray that you're blessed in a mighty way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God knows the heart. God knows the heart. I, I was reminded of a scripture in Psalms 139. Psalms 139 is a scripture. And the writer here was saying, search me. Search me. We shared a few nights ago by examining me. Man taking an examination, a self-examination. And really, when we look into the mirror, we look into ourselves. And really, uh, we, we have to live with ourselves. We have to live with the decisions that we make. We have to live with the thoughts that we have. We cannot run. We can run from people. We can run from things. We can run from all these other things and hide things and, and cover up things, all these different things. But you know what? What we cannot do is this. We cannot hide from ourselves. I can lie to my wife. I can lie to my children. I can lie to the coworkers. I can lie to my brethren. I can lie to the sisters. I can lie to everybody else, but we cannot lie to God. We have to come true to ourselves. And, and, and the psalmist, he says, Lord, search me. Search me, O God. He says, know my heart. Try me. He says, know my thoughts, the Bible says. He says, and see if there is any wicked in me. Lead me in the way everlasting. This man here, he was really pouring out his heart to God. The psalmist here, he, he was really pouring out his heart to God and, and really just laying his heart out. And, and really, uh, you go back through the psalms, and, and, and most of them are the psalms of David here, the psalms of David. And, and, and we see here this psalm of David as well. The Bible says he was a man after God's own heart. We know the ups and downs of David. We know the ins and outs. We know the highs, the highs of victory, of defeating the Goliath. We know the lows of, of, of adultery. We know the lows and, and a lot of things that he did that not naturally God was displeased with. But you know, at the end of the day, God says, you know what? This man is after my heart. This man wants to know me. This man wants to have fellowship with me. This man loves me. He will sit in the middle of the night and, and make songs unto the Lord. He will sing songs unto the Lord. He will write poems to God. He would just tell and adore God for who he was as a shepherd boy. He, he was really seeking the Lord. He loved God, and God loved David as well. The Bible says, and so when things got tough, and, and he wanted to make sure, God, is there anything wrong with me? Is there anything in my heart, God, that's displeasing? Is there anything, God, that, 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 would, that would hinder or, or, or displease you and bring displeasure to you? He says, Lord, search my heart. Clean me up. And up, he says, what? Created me a clean heart and renewing me a right spirit. David was never afraid to ask for forgiveness. Go to Psalm 51 for me as well. And so look at this, how David's heart, his heart was true. And God saw this man's heart. And his heart was pure before the Lord. And uh, I was sharing with a man. I said, I said uh, how that uh, sometimes people are just over honest. They're really, really honest. Sometimes too much information. As a pastor, we get a lot of information. We get a lot of things. Sometimes the things I wish I didn't know. Sometimes I, I wish they wouldn't share with me. But you know what? Again, really just pouring out their hearts to, to us and, and, and to people. And that's kind of how David was. He was asking even God, have mercy on me. God, have mercy on me. And, and many times you uh, we're here, uh, even our pastor David, our late pastor David, he would say, God, if there's anything, God has hindered me. If there's anyone here that has been offended, if there's anybody here that has been broken, 
broken. Oh, I've mistreated you. Please, I ask for forgiveness now. And that's kind of how David was. He told us here in Psalm 51, he says, what? Creating me a clean heart. He was not even afraid to ask and ask God, to repent of God. He was not. That's what he was at. God, he knew because God was after his heart. He wanted to open up his heart because his heart was the connection to God. And the Bible says, creating me a clean heart, renewing me a right spirit, cast not me, cast me not away from thy presence. Take uh, not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of salvation. Uphold me in thy free spirit. And then he went on and says, Then I will teach transgressors the ways the sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltness, O God, and, and thou, God, my salvation, my tongue shall sing aloud uh, of thy righteousness. And so, he wanted to know he was never afraid to pour out his heart. Brothers and sisters, I share with you many times how the enemy, the enemy will always try to keep us in some type of sin. He will try to keep us from unrepentant sin. He will try to keep us and letting things hang over our head and, and brush it aside and, and never ever to truly repent. But that's a lot of the enemy today. If he had to hit the altars, one preacher said, we got to ride that altar all the way to heaven. Let me do that. Why? Because I just want my heart to be pure because God sees the heart. God sees the soul. God sees of devotion. God sees, again, our, our ways, and, and he tries our ways. And so he says, Lord, try my ways. You see my heart. God, clean me up. If there's anything wicked in me, clean it up. And we thank God that the blood of Jesus Christ can do just that very thing. One prayer away, one moment away, God is faithful and just to forgive. And he gives us a place, a space of repentance. He gives us a place where we can get right and make things right with God. And so God sees the heart. God sees the heart. God even looks beyond the outward. God looks beyond what we may possess. God looks beyond our career. God looks beyond what we may know. God looks beyond all these different things, where, where we are from. God looks beyond skin color. Thank God for that. God looks beyond, again, uh, uh, education level. God looks beyond the place, location on the map. God looks beyond all of that. But he looks to the heart. And we sang a song years ago, that old gospel song, How Is Our Heart? Is it right with God? We begin to challenge ourselves and say, God is my heart right with God. God sees the heart. There's nothing that we can hide from him. There's nothing that we can, uh, we may hide it from one another. We may hide it from each other, but we cannot hide it from God. And this is what it says here in John. Jesus was on this journey. The Bible says he was after the hearts of men. He came and gave his life because he was after our heart. He was wanting to connect back that, that connection that Adam once had. He was trying to get that back. He searched the whole world. He came down and walked to and fro throughout the earth. Why? So mankind could be redeemed. Mankind, he can win men's hearts back to him. He can win our souls to him that we can spend eternal life with him. And Jesus, as he went throughout his ministry, he was searching to get to connect with men's hearts, to love people and to care for people and to really reach out and connect heart to heart with men and women that they could be saved. There was this time, the Bible says in verse 3 of John chapter 4, it was a story about when they were traveling. He went from place to place, from city to city, from village to village. Why? Looking and seeking to save that which was lost. The Bible says he went to this place, and as he departed from Galilee, the Bible says, I must needs go through Samaria. Samaria, no doubt, this region where he was traveling through. The Bible says then the men coming to the seat of Samaria, which is called Sakar, near the parcel of ground at Jacob, uh, 
that Jacob gave to the son Joseph. It was a, a reference back to the Old Testament where it was. The Bible says in Jacob's wells were there. And Jesus, therefore, being weary with the journey, he sat that thus on the well, and it was on the, about the sixth hour. It was about the sixth hour of the day. Jesus had been walking for a long time, and he stopped at this well, no doubt, uh, to, to, to uh, get a drink of water. And the Bible says there at this well, the Bible says in verse 7, there cometh a, a woman of Samaria to draw water. And Jesus said to her, give me to drink. You see, first of all, he was there. And the Bible says, and this woman came, and he was really just really asking her to drink. And, and when he asked her this, perhaps it was a test of her own heart. It was a testing of her own heart. The Bible says here, the Bible says, his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. So he was there alone with this woman. And the Bible says he didn't flirt with the woman either. He did not flirt with her. He did not uh, make a pass at her because his heart was pure towards the Father. You know, in, Christian, in your Christian conduct, make sure your heart is pure. You see people as pure. I, was, I, I worked with some men and and through the years, they ooh and ah at everything that walks up and down the street. Ooh and ah at everything. And they share with me, they say, hey, ain't nothing wrong with looking. Ain't nothing wrong with looking. Right? But you didn't mean to think about saying, but you know what? Uh, again, uh, so you, it can go in your thoughts is what they were trying to say. You know what I'm just thinking about? It. I'm not actually doing it. And actually, the scripture tells me, he says, what's in the heart? You can commit adultery in your heart as well. You can commit these sins within the heart. You can even murder someone in your heart. You can hate someone in your heart. You can backstab someone in your heart. You can be, again, uh, again, uh, tear down someone or jealous of someone or uh, envious of someone. You can do all these different things from the heart itself. You can hide it within. You can hide it from everyone else. But if it's down in the heart, man, it's just as guilty. And the Bible says is. I, so back to what I was telling was, I said, you know, I'm not, I'm, I, I don't want to do that. I said, I'd rather invite them to church and get them to church. I'm not trying to get them in bed. I'm trying to get them in church. And so Jesus wasn't trying to get this woman in bed. He was trying to get to her heart. The Bible went on and says, and so he says, then he said to the woman of Samaria, how have, how have I been that you asked me to drink, which a woman of Samaria? Uh, and so you think about this, and the Bible says, For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. And Jesus answered and said to her, If thou knewest the gift of God, uh, who it is that saith to thee, Give me the, to drink, thou wouldest have asked of me, and he would have given thee living water. Naturally, there was a barrier there. There was a, a divide, cultural divide. There was a, a religious divide as well. There was a, a, a skin color divide, if you please. Uh, there was a racial divide there. There were so many divides. But you know what? When Jesus steps on the scene, he breaks down all divides. You see today, uh, some of that stuff is planted into the heart. Some of that bitterness is in the heart. Some of that prejudice is in the heart. Uh, again, these kids today are not, are not, are not, don't, uh, are not born prejudiced. They're taught prejudices. They're not uh, 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 raised a certain way when we drink raise them up a certain way and they, they, it begins to lodge in their hearts. 
We raise them to be defeated. They'll grow up with low self-esteem. We raise them and tell them they'll never do anything in life. If we raise them uh, in abuse, they'll learn to uh, cower down or, or, or really lash out. And they have various things. And the Bible tells us how that, again, these things are formed in the heart of a child. It's important how you raise a child. I challenge you tonight to raise your child in Christ. Raise your son and your daughter in Christ so they can have it down in their hearts and see to be planted to where they'll know. If, even if they stray, they'll know when it's all said and done to come back because I heard the word of God. God. They, they heard it somehow down the line. And by God's grace, they will not depart from it. They will not run from it because that seed has been planted and your life has been lived in front of them to where they see Christ in you. And so these things are taught. And so there was a barrier. But Jesus didn't look at the barrier. He was looking at that woman's heart. He didn't look at her body parts. He was looking at her heart. The Bible says, and the woman said unto her, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with. The well is deep. From whence thou hast uh, thou living water. And so naturally he began to tell her about something spiritual. She was looking at the fleshly. She was looking at the natural. But he was dealing with the supernatural. Down in our hearts, brothers and sisters, let's look at the supernatural. Let's look to God. Let's look to God. God trumps all of the natural. If God would have wanted to pour out water and fill up that pot, he would have. He didn't need nothing to draw with. He is that living water. He was sharing the hair that there was something greater than the water that was down in the well. There's a water through the Holy Spirit. There's a living water that can flow on the inside of your soul. And so he was beginning to let her know there was something down in the heart that he was trying to fill her with. There was something he was talking about that was on the inside already. And my friend today, church, let that be your prayer. God sees the heart. Are you dry tonight? Are you empty tonight? Are you running low tonight? I'm telling you, let God fill you up. Let God fill you with a living water. Let God give you exactly what you need to where your thirst uh, your thirst will be quenched tonight your thirst will be uh, uh, resolved why because of what Jesus has to offer tonight the Bible says in verse 13 uh, excuse me 12 he says thou art, art thou greater than Jacob which could give us the well and drink thereof and the, his children and his cattle and naturally no doubt she didn't know she really did not know who he was and not naturally she didn't realize he was the one who, who saw Jacob before he was born she saw the whole life of Jacob he saw the whole life of Jacob he was there before Jacob was born he was there before the worlds began uh, and so the Bible tells us in verse 13 and he answered said whosoever drinketh this water shall thirst again he says but whosoever drinketh of the water that I Shall give shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give unto him in this in, in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. He said, Back to my said that water that he had to offer him, it was better than Jacob's well, it was better than Jacob's uh, the rain water, it was better than Poland Spring, it was better than Fuji water, it was better than any water from uh, they say here in New York City, tap water is the best in the country, it's better than this tap water of New York City. <coughs> I want you to know tonight. <clears throat> the water that Jesus gives. It's an everlasting water. It'll, you can drink of it any time of day. You can experience it any time of day. It's refreshing. It's cleansing. It's powerful today. And no doubt it will make you whole tonight. The Bible went on to says in verse 7, 16. And he said, and go and go and tell thy husband. Uh, excuse me, let me back up. I'm sorry, I skipped. The Bible says, and Jesus said to him, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to dry. He says, I want this water that 
you're talking about. Do you want this water tonight? Well, search your heart and say, preach, I don't want the water. Something's wrong with the heart. Your heart and your soul should yearn like the deer that panted or that heart that panted, like the animal that pants and, and thirsts for the water at the brook. Let our hearts and thirst for the things of God. Let it yearn for more of God. Let it yearn for the things of the Lord, our Savior today. The Bible says that she wanted this water. She said, I like what you're talking about. Uh, yes, I want that thing to wear. It'll satisfy my soul. That thing will get down in the, in the heart. Jesus realized she was lacking something. In your life today, there's something missing. There's something that needs to be filled. And this only comes from God. It only gets satisfied from God. Again, this thirsting that man in the world longs for can only come through Jesus. We can search the world all over, but we'll never find it. We can smoke it, but it won't satisfy. You can try to drink all the drinks in the world, but it just won't quench the thirst. You can eat, you can travel, you can do all these things. You can buy and spend and sell, my friend, today. But the only thing that will matter is Jesus Christ tonight. Let's move on a bit further. The Bible says, the woman says, sir, give me this water. I want this water. Jesus said to her, go and call thy husband. He says, and tell him to come hither as well. And the Bible says, uh, he already knew her heart. The Bible says, the woman answered and said and her, I have no husband. And Jesus said, you already know you're right. I just wanted to see if he was going to lie to me. You see, she was true to God. She didn't want to hide anything. She was true to God. She didn't try to come up anything. She was true to God and says, I don't have any husband. I'm not going to sit here in front like I did. And sometimes people try to front act like they husbands, knowing get well. I mean, sometimes people say, oh, so my husband, why y'all last name different then? <laughs> Some of you come to church, say, oh, it's so my husband. He's not your husband. If he didn't put a ring on that thing, he's not your husband. If you don't have the paperwork, we do weddings. Some of you, again, come to church, oh, it's so my husband. And your name is different from his last name. Something ain't right. When you get married, your last name changes. Amen. Some people have hyphens with their last name. But you know what? Again, don't try to act like it. Tell that dude to marry you tonight. Amen. We'll do your wedding. Coming up next week, we can do a wedding just that quick. It takes three days to do paperwork and get you married. Amen. But you look at this today. It's my husband. She said, I don't have a husband. He's too sorry to marry me. If I was you, I'd kick him out the house until he says, marry me. <laughs> Dude, hey, sir, whoever you may be out there watching this video, marry that girl. Making all these kids, babies with this girl, marry that girl. Marry that girl. But the heart is full of about the heart is so the heart is so uh, full of adultery, full of lust. You try to still play the night. You still you're not ready to settle down. You still want to run the streets and not be tied up to anything. Your heart is still towards your friends and your family. What people may say, marry that girl, marry that guy, whoever it may be, get married. Amen. Let's move on. But she said, "I'm not married to the man." The Bible says, "You're right. You've had five husbands." You've had five husbands. The next verse. Just that thou has five husbands. There's something wrong with somebody's heart. <laughs> Not unless they all died. But she had five husbands. And the one the Bible says, the one you with not is not your husband. So she had another man. Maybe she said, you know, I ain't gonna get married this time. I'm just gonna sleep around. Then I'm just we're gonna just shack up. We ain't doing no more paperwork. You know what? The other man I have, you know, I'm still get collecting his benefits. I don't want to change my life. I know people like that as well. <laughs> People don't want to get married because remarried because they say I'm gonna lose my husband's social security. I believe it alone. Amen. I don't want to lose my husband's VA benefits, so I'm not gonna remarry. 
Amen. But anyway, or oh, my wife's. Anyway. The woman said, I have no husband. I have no husband. He said, you're right, you've had five. This man, uh, who's that man? Uh, King, Larry King. He had, what, seven, eight wives? And I said, that has to be a common denominator. Somebody's heart is not right. Somebody's heart is not right. Whether we, the Bible don't want to detail why she had all these divorces and why she had all these husbands, but you know what? Somebody, something's not right. Something's wrong with the heart. You have a marriage problems, get check your heart. Every day we have to check our heart. My wife and I, we have to check our hearts at the door. You know what? Hey Amen. Let me go pray. Let me go get it right. We get it worked out. Hey Amen. The Bible says you're right. I perceive that thou art a prophet. She said, you know what? You sin right through me. You sin right through me. She said, you're a prophet, huh? She said, you must be a prophet or something, is what she told Jesus. Jesus saw the heart. Jesus knows it all. We cannot hide anything from Jesus. We can try to cover it up and hide it, as we said earlier. We can try to push it under the rug, and nobody's going to ever find out about this. Nobody will ever know anything. Nobody will ever know, but he says Jesus sees the heart. God knows the heart. My friend today knows that's what exactly what the devil says to do is the high thing. He says we need to repent and make it right because if not, we'll lose our own soul. Trying to hide stuff. Trying to hide stuff from God. Bible, the best thing to do is come clean. Come clean. Remember growing up as a kid, they say, yeah, we well, might as well tell me the truth now. Just go ahead and tell me the truth because if not, if not, if we're going to find out, if you're lying to me, hey, man, you're going to be in trouble. And you know what? The same in God. We cannot hide. One day we'll have to stand before God and give an account, each of us, whether good or evil. And the Bible says our fathers, she said, I perceive that our, problem, our fathers worship up in heaven. She began to raise up her religious car. The Bible says, and you, you, uh, you, ye say that in Jerusalem, in this place where men ought to worship. And Jesus said unto her, Women, believe me, that I will come and not where it now is in the mountains, nor in Jerusalem, worship the Father. Worship the Father. And the Bible says, Ye worship, you know not what? He says, you know not what you worship, for salvation is of the, Jew, of the Jews. Number 23, but the hour coming now is when we shall worship, uh, when true worship must come or shall, we must worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. He began to say, we must worship the Lord in spirit and in truth from the heart. Let's not go through the motions. Let's not uh, be phonies. Let's not be play the hypocrite. Let's go and worship God. We come to the Lord. The Bible says, lift up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Let's lift up our hands and our voices to God without any wrath and any doubting. And if we do not, again in the day, if we come with wrath and doubting, know that the hands lift up, say, God, forgive me. And God cleanse me, God make me whole. But he says, well, let's worship him again with a true heart, with a pure heart. Again, no, there's no sin that God is not willing to forgive tonight. No doubt we want a clean heart and a pure heart before the Lord and in spirit and in truth. Not as a hypocrite, not as a phony, not as a farce, but in truth, in spirit and in truth. Because we cannot we fool everybody else, but we cannot fool God. Church is time to be real. That's why we say many times, let's not be religious, but let us serve God in a reality. A reality. Not to be religious. Religions 
folks die and lose their soul every day. So you try to raise up a religion. Religion cannot do anything for her. Her religion caused her to be married five times and working on number six. Her religion caused her, no doubt, and others of the day caused them to miss heaven, caused them to miss Christ. Religion will cause them to worship any and everything, idols and things of the world. No doubt, religion will cause us to live a phony life. But today, he said, we must worship him in spirit and in truth. God sees and knows the heart. He wants our hearts completely. The song is saying he wants it all. He wants it all. The Bible says in verse 24, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. 25, and the woman said to him, I know the Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. And when he cometh, he shall tell us all things. And Jesus said, I speak unto you, I speak unto thee, am he. He said, I am the Christ. I am the one that you're looking for. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am he that you're yearning for, that you heard about. Jesus was the one and is the one tonight. He is the one today, that way, the truth. He is the one that she yearned for, that living water. He said, I'm that water. I am that manna from heaven. I am the salvation of the world, is what he was telling her. He said, I'm the one that you've been yearning for. I'm the one that you've been reading about. I'm the one that you heard about from the prophets. I am he, and I'm standing before you right now. And he's already come and he's waiting and pleading to hearts. He speaks to hearts every day. He's spoken to your heart this morning. He's spoken to your heart this, this evening. He's speaking to your heart throughout your day. He'll speak to your heart all week long, letting you know, hey man, take some time out. Serve me. Live for me. Be true to me because he's coming again. She said the Messiah will come. Yes, he's come and he's coming again. We must worship him in spirit and in truth because that's the only people that are going to heaven. Brothers and I, I want to be in that number. God wants you in that number. True worshipers, true followers of Christ. The Bible says this. He says, and he says, a woman, I know the Messiah coming. Number 26. He said, You said, I am he. 27, he says, and upon this came the disciples. And marvel that he talked with this woman. Yet no man saith, why talk, why seekest thou, or what seekest thou, why talkest thou with her? They didn't want to touch him. Naturally, their mind is like, why is Jesus hollering at this woman? <laughs> you say, holler at him. Why is he getting, they didn't see him that way because they knew his heart. They knew he didn't care about her flesh. They knew he didn't care about uh, getting her, her figure, or what he can get from her physically. He was searching her heart. He wanted to live with her eternally. He wanted to spend eternity with that with that woman. He wanted her to again uh, uh, to 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 enter into rest, true rest, to find peace, to find joy, to find the satisfaction that she yearned for. And naturally, she found it in a real man named Jesus. You're looking for satisfaction; it's found in a real man named Jesus. Stop chasing out these men. It'll lead you on the wrong path. Your real man is Christ. The one we're looking for. Men that are out there tonight, we pattern our lives after Christ. Let us pattern our lives after Christ. Women, pattern your life after Jesus. He says here today, they, they wonder why is he talking to her because he was after her heart. He was seeking her heart. He wanted her soul to be saved. Bible says, and the woman then left the, the, her water pots and went her way to the city. The 
said to me she had a change of heart. She forgot what she even came down there for. So the Bible says she dropped the water pots. Her life and her moment in time had been changed. Forgot everything else and say, hold up. Come see a man in verse 29. She says, come see a man. The Bible says she ran back into that city and said, come see this man which told me all things that I did. He says, is not this the Christ? The Bible says, and then they went out into the city and they came unto him. She became a soul winner. She wanted others to experience what she felt. She wanted others to see this prophet, to see the one who knew all about her. The Bible says he knows every hair on our head. He knows our very thoughts and intents of the heart. He knows everything, the things hidden and the things outwardly. Jesus knows everything. He says, come and see this man. Come and find out. Come and get in contact with him. And the whole city had to come see because this woman was changed. This woman was excited. Perhaps she walked around depressed before. Perhaps she used to go to the well depressed and saddened and weary and broken. But now she was running back with excitement because something happened in her heart. And I'm telling you, that's what happens to a Christian. That's what happens to a believer. If you're depressed tonight, come to Jesus, drink of that living water. Let him fill you with the Holy Ghost. Let him give you that power that you need to raise you up out of a depressed state, to raise you up out of an oppressed state, to raise you and give you a new heart, a clean heart, a pure heart. Somebody who really loves you, somebody who really cares, somebody who will tell you the truth, somebody who will walk in truth, somebody who really cares for your soul, somebody that will change your life. It changes your destiny. It's Jesus tonight. My friend today, Jesus loves you tonight. <clears throat> and he sees the heart. He sees everything. He could have easily condemned this woman. And ran her, ran her ride up and down, one end or the other. But he loved her. He could have told her all of her. But he, he already knew who she was. And she, he probably could have told her a whole lot more than that. He could have told her night, day, ten times. Because he sees all. But you know what he didn't? Because he loved her. He loved her and gave her a place to make the choice. To see what was in her heart. And really, meantime, she was searching all these men. She's looking to all these men because she's trying to feel that void. She's trying to feel that longing that only our Heavenly Father can provide. And His Son Jesus and the Holy Spirit can give that true satisfaction in the heart. You see, you don't have to have anything but give me Jesus. Silver and gold you don't have to have. Houses and cars you don't have to have. Man, if that relationship with Christ is on point, your heart is connected with God. David, he, 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 he was able still to have joy. Through the hardest times of his life, he was still able to find joy. Through the most difficulties of life, the highs and lows, you continue to read about it. He knew where to go back and get his true satisfaction. He know where to go. And that was to the hills that's coming to his hell. My friend today, let our hearts and souls connect with God. My friend today, if you're like this woman, if you've been searching and searching and being in and out of relationships, being in and out of places, and in and out to and fro, running on empty, running on empty, trying to fill that empty heart. My friend today, it's time to get a relationship with Jesus Christ. The real relationship comes with Christ. The real relationship comes with Jesus. Let him be your Lord and Savior. He wants to have a heart-to-heart -heart talk with you. Not challenge you to have a heart-to-heart -heart talk with him. And ask him into your heart tonight. Ask him to forgive of any sin that perhaps has been committed 
repent of it and say, you know, I'm dropping my water pots. I'm going with Jesus from this day forward. And I'm going to be a usable vessel. This woman became a usable vessel. A usable vessel. She now had inside of her some living water. She before used to carry containers of water. But now that water was on the inside. She used to go back to the village and supply those who needed the water. But now she went back to the village and supplied people. She supplied people with the word of Christ. With the words of Christ. She supplied them with an invitation to come and see a man. The man. Christ Jesus, the mediator between God and man. My friend today, he's our go-between. From your heart to heaven, it's through Jesus Christ. Give him your heart tonight. He sees the heart. He sees where you are. He sees what's in the heart. My friend today, let it be pure, let it be clean. Let it be right before the Lord. Because when this whole heart stops beating, we have to stand before him. And he's going to look in the heart and ask, what did you do with my son Jesus? What did you do with the Christ? And let him live in your hearts today. Let him live in your mind. Let him live in your soul. Accept him. Serve him. Live for him every day in your life. Keep him first in your heart and your mind. God bless our prayer. We look forward to seeing him in a few days. God blesses our prayer. Continue to pray. You got to have his way. God will have his way. We'll see you soon. God bless you. Hmm? Um, you done?